right. Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Football. And today we're going to be doing a review of Smartphone Inc. Then we're going to be talking about some news items that we're pretty excited about. Thanks for joining us for episode number 53. Hey! All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean going out for a pass. Here comes Dean. Here it comes just for the game winner. Oh, bleh, bleh. oh, he fumbled it in the end zone. That's a low blow. Can we start that over? Wow. That's not cool. If anyone knows, Dean is a Detroit Lions fan, and they Detroit lioned the end of that game yesterday. For those who don't sport, this is going to be brief. But the Lions team, are terrible. His team <laughs> had a 17-point lead. Is that right, Dean? 17. And they fumbled that away. And then they had a chance, a wide open pass to a rookie, though. I mean, I hate it for the guy. What's his name again? Swift. Swift, yeah. I he hate was, it for him. He was swift to get to the end zone. He was wide open, and he dropped the pass. And honestly, here, I, I, I'm i doing it as a joke, but I was totally rooting for Detroit because I like Dean, honestly, and I hope that his team was going to win. And my heart sank when he missed that pass. I was like, are you kidding me? I don't want to talk about this anymore. But it does make the podcast more interesting. <laughs> does it? I'm glad my pain can cause everyone else a lot of joy in the world. Hey, the Titans are playing tonight, and maybe that's going to happen to us for maybe. me saying that. How about that? Who are you guys playing? The Broncos at 9.20 at night, our time. Ah. That's a little. That's going to be a little bit of a late-nighter for old Johnny Boy. Yeah, I will not stay up and watch that game. If you want to get into learning me more, I'm about a 10 to 10.30 feller. That's about who I am. Yeah, I did stay up later to finish watching the Cowboys and Rams game last night. But well, are we a football hey, who, podcast? Who won that? That was the Rams. I didn't. I fell asleep. Okay. Yeah, twenty to seventeen. I think was the final. Of that. Ooh, Brian's gonna be upset about that. Stephen, our buddy. Yeah, that's true. Stephen, Stephen, and Brian, that? big big Cowboys fans. Man, those Cowboys fans are crying today. How about it? All right. Let's talk about board games since we're a board game podcast. I don't want to talk about anything today. I just ruined the whole podcast. <laughs> I? <laughs> I started out on a sour note. Sorry, Dean. Go ahead. Just talk. All right. <laughs> uh, I, but that's something I can do. All right. So I did a poll based on our episode last week, whenever we talked about the games that we are most anticipating. So I put Dean's top two in my top two. And we're going to see what Meeple Town thought. Out of the following, which game are you most excited about playing, Dean? Monasterium, Tekinu, Castles of Tuscany, and Hallerto, Tau. All right. I have to confess this one. I have not seen any of the poll responses. Uh, uh, any of the poll, like the percentages, okay? Yes. I did see one of the comments that might skew my answer. So let me explain. I think... Okay. I would have picked Castles of Tuscany. That would have been my pick. I'm not going to pick it because you got a smile on your face. So I'm guessing it's it's Castles of Tuscany. All right. I'm I'm actually looking at the comments is what I'm smiling about Somebody right now. said something along the lines of it being like a ticket to ride version of Castles of Burgundy. Am I am I remembering that yes. correctly? And I thought, "Ooh, I don't know that, so maybe other people do know that, and they're not going to pick that. But I think they would have picked it. I've never heard that before this comment. So He just made it up to throw me off. You never she, know. Whoever that was. No, probably not. So I'm going to go, because I don't think there's enough about... I don't, I don't know if as many people are hyped about Monasterium as we are. We are really pumped about that one. I don't think people are super psyched about Takenu, because a lot of them have already played it, maybe, or are about to get it. So, yeah, they they some people might already have it, but I went ahead and put it in there. So I'm so. saying holler holler toe. I think that, <laughs> that's, that sounds like some country redneck stuff right there, baby. Man, I tell you what, you better not grab that uh, that's that grab his taller toe over there. You'll <laughs> make him holler. <laughs> oh, like his toe is called a holler toe. Yeah, there's a specific toe that if you pull it, it makes someone holler. That's that's what that doesn't exist. I just made that up. Hey man, let's go. I'm gonna so, grab, I'm gonna say, go, go, and grab that holler toe. That's a very weird little, scenario. Little Boomhauer right there. Boom Boomhauer? What are you saying right now? Do you not watch King of the Hill? No, we've we've discussed this before. You know the guy that you, 
I mean, I know the characters, I think. Or you can't understand what he's saying, barely. And then at the end, yeah. you kind of get an idea. That's Hol- what I was trying to do. What is Boom Boomhauer's his name? Yeah. And he has a holler toe. I just, the holler toe I just made up completely right now on the spot. Okay. Holler toe was actually made up by Uva Rosenberg. So for those, for those who are <laughs> in other countries, this is total nonsense and it doesn't exist here in Tennessee, in the country of As Tennessee. As if you weren't judging us enough already. And I mean country by backwoods. I'm going to, my gut says Castles of Tuscany. Because I saw that comment, I'm changing it to Hollertoe because I don't think enough people are excited about the other two. Takanu, I think, would have won had we asked this about a month ago. Am I correct in all well, of my assessments? I actually went ahead and guessed myself that Takanu would be number one. That was my personal guess because I thought, I've heard a lot of people talk about this. And yes, it's already out, but barely. And a lot of people haven't played it. But I was wrong. It was not number one. Was it Hallertoe? Should have gone with your gut, Dini. Yeah, okay. Because it was Castles of Tuscany. Ah. Uh, so now place them in order. Castles of Tuscany. Hallertoe. Nope. Ta- I mean, Takenu. Takenu is number two. Hallertoe. Monasterium. Yeah, what about percentages? What do you think? Probably fairly close. I would say Castles of Tuscany might be... Actually, maybe a little higher now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe his... Or her comment had nothing to do with how this shaped out. So I'm going to say 35% for that number one answer. 37.7. I nailed it. 30% for Takenu, 27.5, basically 28 for Hallerto, and only 4% for Monasterium. How dare you, people? I know. So it was it was a really tight race, though, with between those three, which yeah. I think is pretty interesting. Monasterium doesn't really surprise me, although I still have a lot of hype for this game. I'll read a few comments. How about that? Um, Jason Patterson said he did not know Matt Monasterium, so there you go. But also said Takenu is a no. It gives no explanation. A Tuscany is a maybe, though it replaces the dice and cards. Um, and that's a bit iffy for me. I don't know. He's most excited about Hallerto. That's interesting. Then the Ticket to Ride comment about it being Tuscany was a Ticket to Ride version and his excitement dropped. Did um, you dig into that to see? No. Okay. Joris Bodgers. I want to see where, where that came from. Joris Bodgers says to Kenu, but very closely, followed by Hallerto. Um And to Kenu because it's out and he owns a copy. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think had this been asked a month ago, to Kenu probably would have won. Would you agree with that? Um, I, I, although I Castles thought, of Tuscany well, is... Yeah, I thought mm. to Kenu was going to win no matter what. I mean, you're talking about Castles of Burgundy... What did we say, Dean? The number 14th game over... I mean, I should have thought about that more deeply. The only reason I thought it might not win was because it just... We don't know a lot about it. Unless there's more out that these people are finding out that I haven't read about it. And that's why I thought maybe the hype's not there. That's where it's... The hype's not super there for me yet, though it was number six, I think. But it's not like projecting up to number one or two because I just don't know enough about it to get super excited about it at this moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm much more shallow than that. I just see designer and get hype. That's why Anno 1800 was my number three game. I mean, I do the same thing. I do the same thing. Um, Silver Duck reviews. This is a they don't. Oh, this may be a new review. People. They said um, Takenu. Yeah, Uva, no, Uva all the way. But Takenu is arriving on Monday. And then finally, Ryan Fournier said none of the above. Ryan. Ryan, if you listen to this right now. Oh, he's listening. Oh, th- this. Th- come on. That's it. He's only hype on Spirit I'm, Island. I'm coming over That's to your house. <laughs> I'm coming over to your house. Ryan oh, just, just kicked the table. Ryan just picked up the expansion. He he told me he got the expansion for Spirit Island. That's all that's on his mind right now. There's nothing else in the world but Spirit Island. I shed a few tears for Ryan when he posted none of the above. I'm like, there's so many good games there. And he doesn't care about those games. We want hey Ryan, we want to see your top five. Yeah. What, that's what right. games are you hyped about? Hey, do that, Ryan, for reals. And we'll read it. Because maybe he's going to bring some up that I should be looking at. Or maybe we're going to make fun of it on the air in front of everyone. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we're really, we really, well, I, I will not. We really wouldn't do that. But I think we've gone to, gotten to know Ryan, so I think he knows that we can joke about stuff like that. Would you not say that, sir, doth friend? I, I, <laughs> I tend to not like to make fun of people, John, so well, I wouldn't know about that. Don't put it past me, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, my mouth gets me in trouble sometimes. <laughs> Especially with the old wife. Are we done with this poll nonsense? Can we move on to something? Let's else? say what we're talking. What we're talking about lately. Okay. No, what we're playing about lately. What? 
What you been playing? What we're, what we're playing. Playing about. <laughs> I will play. Instead of a walkabout, it's a playabout. I will talk about a game that I played yesterday, actually. This is uh, a 2020 release, one that I mm. backed on Kickstarter. This is an Eric Lang Come On Game game. Oh. Surprise, surprise. I don't know why I didn't think about this. You told me what you were going to say. I'm an idiot. Marvel United. Um, in Marvel United, this is a cooperative game. It's a, it's a family-friendly game with little chibi miniatures of Marvel characters. And each player takes on a role of a different character. And we played as uh, Captain Marvel. Um, is this a cooperative game? Yep, okay. cooperative game. Uh, played as Captain Marvel. Oh, goodness, who was I? Captain America and Ant-Man, my son. My youngest son. My five-year-old son was Ant-Man. Now, he can't play okay. this game, but we let him play, and we just kind of walked him through the turns. Um, and we played against Red Skull, and we got destroyed, actually. This really? This is like the beginner character, yeah. Yeah, we had a really bad draw at the very beginning that, that yeah, it was not good for us. But in this game, all you're going to do is play a card. You draw a card, so you have four cards in your hand. You choose one of those to play. The interesting thing is when you play your card, you're you're going to use the abilities on that card as well as the card played right before that, the hero card played right before that. And so, for example, I might play a card where I punch and move, and somebody else may have played a, uh, a card where they have two heroic actions, which is basically saving a civilian or putting a heroic token on, one, on the board. Yeah. And... You're trying to beat the villain, but you have to complete a couple of the objectives before you can beat, before you can start punching the villain, um, like the the main villain or whatever. And it's it's pretty simple. It plays in like thirty, I don't know, maybe thirty forty five minutes. I don't even no, it wasn't forty five minutes. We played our game in like thirty minutes, I think. Um, we enjoyed it. I, I'm I'm interested in this one. I I'm trying to think if I if it was just me without kids, I don't know if I would have picked this one up. Interesting. I thought so. You didn't like it as much as you were hoping you would. Then, no, probably. I. It's exactly what I thought it was going to okay. be, and so okay. it was fun. I just I'm interested to see how like the longevity of how this is going to play out. You yeah. have six locations that come out every game, and there's only eight in the box. Now I do think that there's more coming with the expansion stuff, but I don't know how much you can mix and match all of that. I'm just not super sure on how all of that's going to play out, but. I do think it was fun. Now, the characters are not super different. I didn't really look at all the decks. They all have a couple cards that, you know, have these special abilities that fit their character. But a lot of, most of the cards in your deck are just these, like, basic actions that you can take. Um, it's not super tough decisions or anything like that, but it you is, think, it's fun. Do you think it would be something I would enjoy with my kids or probably not? I think if you like Marvel. Do, does okay. your family like Marvel? My family loves Marvel. Okay. They, I mean, for the, yeah, pretty much for the, yeah, I was going to say for the most part, but yeah. Yeah, I, sure. I think maybe so. I don't know. I, my wife and I are going to play this two player. I mean, we'll, we'll play it just the two of us, even without kids. It's not a kid game by any stretch, but it's, but it's like a, it's a gateway game and it's what I was hoping it would be. It was, it was fun. It's not so, going to, you know, blow minds or anything, but it's good times. So you not sure if you would go back and buy it? No, because I knew what I was getting into. I mean, gotcha. I, I assumed it would be a good family weight, fun, cooperative game. And, you did and I'm trying to was. find more that I can get the boys interested into because yeah. they're kind of hit or miss. Our five-year-old will play a lot of things. My eight-year-old isn't as willing to play like whatever's on the table. And so we're trying to get some more games that are, you know, that he's interested in. He did not play this one with us, but he sat with us the entire time. And so I'm thinking that if we play this one more often, then we'll we'll get some family plays of it in. So... And, and honestly, our that's five-year-old cool. could play it, just not be able to like, you know, fully read and comprehend all the stuff that's on the board, but through time he can, he'll be able to play it. So word. Well, that's Marvel United. I was going to say, speaking of family games, I called Dean on Saturday and we had a kind of a day where most of the family was at home and I thought, yeah, let's play a family game and I want to try something new. I've always wanted to try a cash and guns and I've never played cash and guns. I played part of a game of Good Critters with Dean, but remember we got cut off in the middle of the game and honestly don't even remember much about it. Yeah, I was a little underwhelmed, but there were a lot of bad conditions for that game and I need to... We were trying to play it fast. Yeah. It was new people too and and yeah. It yeah. was a lot of distractions. A yeah. lot of distractions mm -hmm. that night. So I, I, I want to play that one really badly. So um, one of my sons ended up going to his friend's house, so I played a four-player game of this, which isn't ideal, I don't think. Mm -hmm. um, so I played with my six-year-old, my wife, and my ten-year-old. And Dean, there were tears that were shed at least once, and 
Tears they of started, joy. They started welling up a little bit uh, in another not another person. Joy. Not not tears <laughs> oh, of joy. Oh no! So oh, yeah, am I responsible for this? Since I no no. So okay. my six year old. Um, all right. So you know he's six, right? Yep. He understood the game, but he does not always understand how to play all optimally. In fact. Whenever it come there, so when cash and guns, I'll just say there's loot out on the table. Y'all have just had a heist, and basically you're pointing a gun at somebody. So it's kid friendly. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, that's we can have an existential conversation about that and why we give kids guns and stuff. But anyways, we did in this situation a foam gun. We pointed at somebody, and then you have. Um, eight cards for eight rounds. Three of them are bullets where you actually shoot somebody and five of them are clicks. And so you have to decide whether you're going to actually shoot someone, I know, or you're going to click and not shoot at them, but you can, you know, play poker with them all day long. Dean, I'm going to shoot you for sure this time. Or Dean, don't worry about it, man. I've got a click pointed at you. And so you can have all this table talk and then if you get shot, well, first of all, then you have to do courage where you decide whether you're going to stay in going all in, or you're going to bow out. My six-year-old, I told him multiple times, I have a bullet in this gun, and I'm going to shoot you. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. It sounds, kind of a dad are you? It sounds terrible, but I, I was telling him, don't, I was like, run away. Nerf dart. Run, there you go. That's a good point. Run away. And he never listened to me. He always thought I was just messing around with him, and he kept getting shot. And I'm like, uh, Judah, dude, stop. And uh, anyways, so if you... If you decide to have courage and you do get shot, you don't get get the loot. If you run away, you don't get the loot either, but you might not get shot. If you get shot three times in this game, you're out of the game. So, Judah had a moment where he had one wound and two guns pointed at him. And I said, Judah, you're going to get shot. And what happened was he actually ran away, but then somehow my wife talked him into not running away. She didn't mean to talk him into it. I think she just said, oh, what happened was if you run away, you don't get to shoot. And he had a bullet loaded in his gun. And so she was like, just remember Judah, that if you run away and you don't get to shoot and you lose that bullet. And he was like, oh, I don't want to lose this bullet. So he came back up and got capped twice. Uh, I got you. And, And he just ran away miserably crying. Like he was just bawling. And I went upstairs and I said, hey, buddy, let's just redo that because you didn't mean to, which then made my 10-year-old furious. Like, <laughs> oh, yes. He did, the whole time he's like, yeah, Judah's just cheating and cheap. And I'm like, dude, he wanted to run away, but he got confused a little with the bullet thing. Well, my so he came back and then my 10-year-old, almost something very similar happened and he got capped twice with having one wound. And I don't know if he tears cried he was more angry than anything else stomping off saying, well, Judah's a cheater anyways, you know, all this kind of stuff. You're cheating. I said, well, you come back. I'll give you a, I'll give you another chance. Just like Judah. I ain't a cheater like him. I'm not doing that. Oh no. He was in a horror. So I'm so glad I let you borrow this game, John. So basically it ruined my family and now I'm living in a cardboard box on the corner of the street. Because my wife has kicked me out of the house because of Dean. Hey, before you leave your house, can I get my copy of the game back? Is that <laughs> is that a bad time to ask for that? Should I should I wait? It's tainted. We threw, I burned it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With all that being said, in that little story time, I like the game. I think that it would. I really want to play it at a higher player count. I also want to play it with adults. With adults. Yeah. Because with the kids, I don't. I matched wits with my wife. But with the kids, I just didn't think it was there. Um, I don't mean to be like that. It just wasn't that challenging. What was really interesting, though, about this game is the Godfather has some bonuses. They get mm-hmm. to move someone's gun. Um, I was the Godfather most of the game, but she almost beat me. And Ju- Jonah kept saying, well, the Godfather's too powerful. I'm like, well, then take the stupid thing. Like, you can pick it up the first time. Like, And I'm just like, stop saying it's too overpowering, and then you don't take it. But she didn't take it a whole lot, and I beat her by like $15,000, which isn't much, and we scored 200 and something thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. You know? So, like, it's interesting, like, when to take it, when not to take it. So, and you just play with the base game of this one, right? Just the base game. John, the the expansion for this one is amazing. 
It's fantastic. I can't wait. I'm going to play it. The the extra guns alone are really... They're so cool. And then you have these power... Are the power cards in the base game? I can't remember now. Yes, but we didn't play with those because it says your first game, you might not want yeah, to. So those, those changed a lot too, but the... The I read through them. The guns. Did you read through the different guns in the expansion? No. Oh, they're oh so yeah, cool. I did. You have the big gun that counts as like two bullets. Two right? bullets. Yeah. Ooh. You've got one where you carry. You hold two, two guns. guns. One of them's you know a you click know, and one's a bang. Oh well, it could be a bang. Doesn't necessarily have to be if I remember right. Um, you've got one that's uh, like a little mini gun. There's all kinds of cool stuff in that one. So yeah, that's this grappling is grappling gun where you can steal things from people. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, this is one I want to play more, and I, I did enjoy it for what it was. I wasn't like, whoa, this is amazing. I can't wait to play it. But I've also played one time with maybe not the most optimum group of people. Did I just say my family is not the most optimum group of people? I've not played game. with this with my family, and I don't think I would at this stage in, in life. Um, I don't even know if my wife's played this one, although I think she probably has. I think she has. This is I have a group of guys that I play games with every year. We you go away for a cabin, that. and we play this one. A decent amount. Like we'll yeah. play it, you know, sometimes four, five, six times over the weekend because it's wow. fast. It's yeah. fast. It and is fast. How often do you think that I win this game? Uh, not very often. How often do you think that I lay my gun down whenever? Not people very. Play? No, you you get <laughs> shot. You get you die a lot in this game, right? <laughs> sometimes, like really early in the game. Is that that's a, is that a flaw to the game? No or no? No. It's such a quick game. Who cares? Yeah, I don't think yeah. you you have to have player elimination in a game like I this. I think so. Yeah, it was fun. Um. You really like this game. Oh, I love this game. I want to play it with some other players. I don't think I'm ever going to love it. Like, I just don't think it's that style of a game for me. But I do think that it might be an enjoyable one that I pick up if I got a chance to play it with some, yeah. some folks. I already have some people, even my family, like my brother, my dad, my mom. Like, some of those adults, my uh, sister-in-law, I think they would enjoy it. And we might like playing it. So, we'll see. Yeah, we did our Hoot and Holler list, uh, I don't know, like a year ago or and maybe more than there. that. Yeah, I don't remember where it was on there, but I feel like I know that it was on there. I just don't remember exactly where it was. Yeah. It's so it's much good. fun. All right, let's 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 talk about some news. How about that? You want to do news before we do the review? Oh, I do. I do. Okay, so this is our new... Meeple Town News. Meeple Town News. We're going to get the news, and we're going to give it to you. Extra, extra. It's time for the news. Dude, I... See? No. I had the bumper. No, this is not the bumper. This is the intro. Eh, whatever. See? You have to say see after everything. It makes you sound cooler, like you're delivering the news. Is that right? What's a, what's a, what's a pirate's favorite letter? C? It's always been the C. You taught me that one, Dini. <laughs> All right, oh. let's talk about some news. We don't do this very often. I don't know how often we're going to do it, but we're just trying to mix things up since we're doing weekly podcasts and we just don't have enough to talk about is that why we're doing this not at all i think that is fun okay and we're gonna we're also we're actually decided to go to the uh, meeple town the bgg section of news and just look at kind of the hotness and just talk about whether we're interested in it or we're not take it or leave it news section is what this this episode brought to you by board game geek some some of the news that i get some of that i'm gonna take it i'm gonna read it and i'm gonna marinate on it some of it i'm gonna flush it down the toilet because i don't give Two duders. All right. Speaking of something you care nothing about, Hero Quest. You ready for this? I mean, here's the thing, man. I'm in. I'm. I'm I haven't even tr- given you the news. I don't want I, your response. But you said that I'm not interested. I'm intrigued by Hero Quest, but probably won't be excited about it. I mean, I, I would play Hero Quest. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Hero <laughs> Quest was a game that came out in 1989. Okay. Just this weekend, I saw somebody post that they picked it up in thrift store. How old were you when that came out? Nine. Nine years old. Depends on what time of year it nine was. Nine or I ten, guess. huh? Eight or nine. Eight or nine. Word. So, I I often see people saying, "Oh, I picked this up in the thrift shop." But if you don't pick it up in a thrift shop, you're going to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Two hundred dollars plus. Sometimes I think for, I didn't know it was that much. I think that's right. That that's just me, you know, going off the top of my head. But spitballing a lot of money, well over a hundred dollars to pick up, especially if you're picking up a like a fully pristine copy of this game. Uh, this is a dungeon crawl game. A lot of people still really, really enjoy this game. I'll be honest, I never played it, but I've been intrigued by it because so many people that played it back in the 80s were hype on it. Now, Restoration Games had filed a trademark application for the term HeroQuest Legacies, okay? Okay. Meaning, potentially, that that could be a legacy game, but it's Legacies, so maybe not. Who knows? But then Avalon Hill It could posts, be a pirate game. Right. Legacies. Could be. Probably not. I'm guessing not. Nope. 
But Avalon Hill post that the quest is calling is what it says on here. This is you're going to find out more uh, information it's a t- about countdown this. timer. It's a countdown. Um, I actually put this on my phone. Really, you're that excited about this? Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm intrigued by you, but like you are by this. Oh, um, by, by you. Huh? Eight days in one Whoa. hour from the time that I'm looking at this. This is we're recording on Monday. And I'm just, I'm really intrigued by this game. I, I want to see what's going to happen, mainly because, like, is Avalon Hill publishing this? And Restoration Games is doing a totally different version of it, but they, they both wor- have the rights to together. it. they working together. They could be working together. Yeah. They could be making two games. Who knows? Who knows, John? I'm intrigued by it, but I'm not excited about it. How about that? I'm excited. So this is one that's I'm flushing down the toilet. Oh, it is. But it may come back up out of the toilet oh let's hope not and i might enjoy it <laughs> uh, i'm getting flashbacks to my morning when i woke up this morning too Woo! oh man i don't want to know anything about yeah, that yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah. not a good thing all right so anyway <laughs> there's also a hero quest if you want information about this that I w- is so gross dude. <laughs> i would say oh you just w- ruined the podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sorry that you i made did. an inappropriate comment <laughs> i'm sorry john Oh. Did that offend you? Oh, I can't wash my eyes and ears out. It was so bad that my eyes hurt, too. All right, here's where I'm going to send you, people. I can't unsee that in my brain. If you want information about this, there is a HeroQuest Twitter that just opened up in August. So that's at HeroQuest. That's it. And then if you go on BoardGameGeek, uh, under the news section, you can click on the link. But if you go to um, it's uh, HeroQuest.AvalonHill.com is going to be where that countdown is. And who knows what's going to happen? The internet's going to implode upon itself. It is. Whenever that timer goes off. Well, there you go. That's Dean's favorite part of the news. Let me give you my favorite news hotness that I just saw. Come on. You're going to be excited about this. All right. First of all, um, Twa Dice is coming out. We know that. But I do see now, and maybe they released it earlier, Twa Dice comes out October 16th. So we're actually getting close to some Twa Dice. But what I'm mostly excited about is that they have re- said that, that um, Rajas of the Ganges is getting a Roll and Write game. That. In 2020. I'm excited about. I'm more than I am about Flame excited Twa. about that. Yeah, I, I actually think I'm more excited about the Rajas of the Ganges because Rajas of the Ganges is. Uh, yeah. They're both dice games. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not more excited, actually. I am I think I'm more excited just because I already knew about Twa Dice. But, you know, it's interesting, Dean. It's kind of weird. You know, we talk about all the some of these games that make you not want to play. I mean, just want to play the original. But, you know, Biblio's Quill and Parchment has made me think that over a little bit because I enjoy that probably better. Yeah. I doubt I'll enjoy this better, but if it's a faster, you know, it says it's 30 to 45 minutes, and I'm saying uh, Rogers of the Ganges. Like that's a thirty to forty-five minute version of that, which the original game is not that long either, which is you know kind of interesting. It's like an hour, maybe two an hour and a half at the most. But I'm in, I'm intrigued. Color me intrigued. I am a little okay. I don't care much about solo games. I am. It seems like most roll and writes. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong on this. It seems like most roll and writes are with solo player option on there. This is a two to five player game, which is a small amount for Roll and Write. Although, you know, like Biblios was two to four. It's not, I don't think it was. That's so interesting. Low, I didn't notice that it was two. Yeah, mm. but I'm, I'm interested to see. That's a little bit see, disappointing. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I don't want to have a solo just because that's what it should be. Is it a race game like Rogers of the Ganges? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, it probably says and we didn't read it. Yep. <laughs> we did read part. I mean, I did read. Yeah, I think I read it all actually. Um, we didn't yeah. say we're delivering the most accurate up-to-date information news we just said we're going to give you some news things they use news some, stories yeah it doesn't say that it doesn't say anything about um no you do race i, I missed it on this little small part so it's you, probably the you same win the, this race for wealth and fame if you're the first to have your fame mark or your money mark intersect okay so that's why it's a two-player game right all right there interesting i'm gonna throw another bonus piece dice here. is it one player to t- 10 player game. Yeah, that that's seems more like what a lot of roll and rights are, but not all of them. I mean, there's lots that are, you know, two to four, two to five players. Anyway. Let me give you some other news that my wife gave me last night. Okay. She said, I'm taking a break from playing games with you. This is not news. Because I have so much on my plate right now. And what this is this this actually flows. 
and I'm, so now I'm getting more intrigued by solo games. <laughs> like, ah, okay. Uh, I played Solo Ragusa last night. By the way, I do want to say I really enjoyed my play of that game. I can't give any kind of a review yet, just playing one time solo. But that's gotten some mixed reviews. I thoroughly enjoyed playing that. Anyway, so now I think I may be looking more at some of these solo games. Okay. Can we can we add a night during the week where we can play games? By myself, crying in the corner, clasping my shoulders. And the tears are forming a bowl. Oh, this is really sad. And I'm splashing it on my face. And weird. Okay. That's what happened. That, that's right, a true Alice story. In Wonderland. Let's go to... I'm just going to throw this other one out there because I'm a little interested in it. Another one that... I don't know if you'd be interested in this one. Do you ever play Dungeon Fighter? I don't think you have. No. I have not played Dungeon Fighter either. This is a game where you're rolling dice onto this like little target board, and mm-hmm. that's how you attack the monsters, if I remember oh, yeah. right. It's been a long time since I've looked at this. You care nothing about that, I'm guessing. Not really, but that sounds... People like it, though. People really like Dungeon Fighter. Now they have an anniversary. The 10th anniversary is in 2021, and they are relaunching the line with two standalone games, Dungeon Fighter and the Labyrinth of Sinister Storms and Dungeon Fighter and the Chambers of... Uh, male- malevolent magma. Mm. You care nothing about that? No. I I'm interested. I'm interested. You know what the first comment on this one is? Because what? this is by Horrible Games. The first comment was <laughs> Horrible Games, indeed. <laughs> you can color me completely unintrigued. Could give. I could care less about this. People like this game uh, well enough that they feel like, you know, I think this was kind of their staple game, if I remember right. You know, well enough that they feel like, hey, we can we can run with this. We can make this work. Okay, let's get on to the review. <laughs> okay, that's all the news we got for right now. We will come back to the news at some point when we have better news, apparently. No, that was some good news. Just that one wasn't. Well, I mean, our last two were you crying about not having anyone to play games I'll with by myself. and then talking about horrible games. So maybe we, we'll work on our new segment <laughs> for next episode. <laughs> I thought it was epic. That we have this on. So let's get to our review of smartphoning. All right, Meeple Town, everyone pull out your smartphones. No, don't. We're playing board games. You don't play... You don't need smartphones. That's why you play board games. Wouldn't it be interesting if Smartphone Inc. had a smartphone app that worked with the game? Not to me. I don't give a rat's behind about little apps that work with games. Any of them? No, I don't care. Ooh. I don't, I'm, I'm not saying that you can't implement Ooh. it well. I just don't care. I can do a top five list of those. I People look at their phones too much. Old man John. And including myself, I want to get my phone out of the way and me not do anything with it while I enjoy a board game. That's me personally. A bunch of people will disagree with me, and that's totally okay, and you should disagree with me. So in Smartphone Inc., you are, you've got a smartphone company, Dini, and you're battling, out, battling it out. It's a Euro economic style game, and so you're going to go through several different phases. The first thing that's intriguing, we'll talk about it, is you have two tablets. They look like two... Um, Tablets. Tablets, yeah. <laughs> and there's there's spots for six different icons. And the way that you you cross, you have to cover at least one. Um, and then whatever icons are showing, which may give you technologies or different things I'll talk about here, that's the actions you get to do that round. All right, you do player order based on who is selling their smartphones the cheapest for that round. And that is determined by your tablets and the way that you overlap and intersect them. You're going to get goods in the game. You're going to get goods. You're also going to be able to upgrade those tablets, right, Dean? You get these other little pieces that you can put on top of your tablets starting the next round, and they can give you whatever that is. So maybe it's more technology, more whatever spots, right? That's right. Then you're going to go out and you're going to do logistics in this game. So you start off in one spot, maybe a little Mexico, maybe a little Washington. And then you can only sell in those regions. So you need to get your logistics out so that you can go sell in West Canada or wherever else you want to go. Then you're going to sell. And you can only sell in certain places based on your dollar amount and what technologies. I forgot to mention the technologies. Before you sell and before logistics, you actually do technologies, which are going to give you perpetual bonuses generally, right? Over the course of the game. 
But also, there's a race because whoever gets them first gets victory points at the end of the game. You're going to sell your stuff based on the price. You're also going to area control a little bit. Whoever sold the most in each region is going to get some bonus. You're going to start back over and do that five times. Yes. The game's over. Who has the most money? Owens. That's a great explanation. I have a question. Uh Uh-oh. Why do you think that they called it goods? Like, that is the resource, just goods? I have no idea. They're smartphones. Why would you not just say smartphones? I never understood that. I thought about that myself. Maybe they're thinking accessories. Maybe it's like a whole... You know what I mean? Maybe you're selling cases. Maybe you're selling... Could be. Covers or... I mean, it is the correct... Screen protectors. ...generic term, right? But it just... It doesn't feel as thematic. Especially, I guess, maybe when I'm thinking like a modern game... You call it goods in, you know, Puerto Rico or yeah. something like that. Well, I guess you, you know. Anyway. Because there's more than one type. There's not and necessarily here, huh? And the symbol is a crate. And the game is called smartphone. Seems like it would be more like a palette. The crate feels dated. Maybe not. I guess I can come on a crate. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's well, fine. What do you think about the <laughs> art and components, sir? Can I tell you about a Netflix documentary I watched this oh, weekend? <laughs> the Social Dilemma. If you have Netflix, go watch The Social Dilemma. That's all I got. Does it have to do with like social media and stuff? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's fantastic. Ooh. I'm it a- makes me want to throw my phone out the window, though. Color me intrigued. I'm actually going to look it up right now. Yeah. yeah. Go go watch it. Amanda, uh, my wife, she was like, hey, come watch this. And I was like, I don't want to watch TV. She was like, stop what you're doing. And she forced me to watch this. Wow. For a good reason. It was really good. It has to do with like, does it have to do with like your brain signals and stuff and the way that you're... It has a lot to do with the the industry and how they how they create the algorithms and all of that. So it's it's an insider perspective. Interesting. All of the people that they're interviewing are people that worked within these industries and like all those They talk about know, like the likes and stuff and how that Yep, all of it. Yep. Yeah. But it's but it's interesting to hear it from their perspective. Yeah, I I really really enjoyed it. If you want to I will I will watch social this. media. Watch this. I already I don't hate social media. You have to use it for good, though. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. It's more about how they use us for not good, though. Yep. <laughs> okay, sorry. I believe it. All right. Uh, enough of that. We're, what are art we talking co- about? Art and components. All right. I said art and components, and you went off on a rant about Netflix. You want a shocker? Okay, art and components, a shocker? Yeah. Okay, I love, love the look and the feel of this game. I do not like the box cover on this game. Dude, the box cover is amazing. I love, look at that. No, it's not. It is gorgeous. Sorry, you can't hear me because I'm reaching over for the box. It's, I love it. No, it's not. Do you not like the hipster? Is that part of it? Okay. I am no artist. I think it's. Okay, hold on. Let me get back to my mic. I totally disagree with him about this. I'm no artist and no game design, like graphic designer. Okay. The whole point of this, like everything in this game is so like Apple simplified, right? Yeah. Like it's streamlined on the board. Even the rule book looks, it looks like, like you're getting a smartphone. Looks like you're getting a smartphone. And then you look at the cover of the box and there's all kinds of different art. You know what I want on the box? A white box with a painting of a cell phone. That's all I want. Or the hipster would be fine if it was just him in a tablet. I understand what you're saying. I, 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 I still ag- like the I think art. it goes against the whole like theme of it. Apple would be very nah. disappointed. I don't know. I think the art is, and I'm thinking artistically, I like the design, the way that everything's drawn out. I think it's beautiful. I like the art. I just don't think it fits well here. You would like to have a white background with that dude there or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What if he didn't have a beard? Do you think that would be as accurate? He's, I don't know. He's got to have a beard, doesn't he? I guess so. I mean, you're not a hipster without a solid beard. Is that right? He doesn't have the, uh, what's what's the haircut? The pompadour? It kind of. Pompadour? Pompadour? Pompadour. Yeah. That's a fruit. This guy does. Okay. He does basically. He just doesn't have the fade it's, right. Maybe it's grown out a he little needs bit. To, yeah, he needs to get the fade, get that faded up right. Yeah, he the needs box, to go to the barbershop. The box does not fit for this. I don't care what you say. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about the rest of the art and components? Oh, I love it. I love the components of this. I love the um the dual recessed board, the baby. Dual layer, yeah, recessed board. Um which is a big, big plus. The negative is that board is really thick when i first pulled the board out i was like there's like six boards here but it wasn't it was just one but it had so much stuff going on on it so 
Anyway, and then we're okay. By the way, we're talking about Smartphone Inc., but we're also talking about the expansion. Yes, we'll make some distinctions. Called Update One Point One, which also comes with a board. The board for that one it is smaller because it's like four squares instead of six. Yes, um, but big plus all the way around. Sorry. Yeah, I love the art in this game. I think it's fantastic. It has this very like Eno Tool is is uh, on the board in particular Cl- uh, cleanness to the game. The artist is Victor Miller. Gauza. Mm-hmm. The designer is Yvonne Lachin. And I want to make mention, yeah, so I love the art and components straight up. Nice little carrying cases, like places to put all the col- all the player pieces and keep the, all the players for each specific player by themselves. It's great. It's great. It's great. And, you know, this is the game with another game that I traded to get Altiplano from Dean. And I knew I would. I knew it. I just opened it up and said, "Look at these components. Dean's gonna want this." Game. I didn't even play the game. I just traded for it. No, that's not true. I did play. Not the game. true at all. Um, oh, spoiler! I like the game because I traded for it. That doesn't mean that you loved it because you also traded another game, which I won't tell him what that is. Oh, that's true. That's so true. it's yeah. he traded this and the expansion and another game for Altiplano. So whether you realize that or not, it's and one of the reasons is because. Both of us kind of think we won't play the other game as much without the other people. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, with that being said, though, Dean, this came out, I want to mention before we get into gameplay, in 2018. And it's been tough. It hasn't come to retail, right? Or has it, and it's just been sold out? Honestly, don't know. Do you know the answer to that? I do not know the answer to this, nor do I know what it looks like. Um, What do you mean? Like, I don't think this was originally published by Arcane Wonders, was it? Cosmodrome. Yeah. I think. So I don't know if the original looks like this or not. Oh, I think so. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I did not look into that at all. So it's yeah. got the same. Yeah. Everything's. I think everything is pretty much. This is the second. Okay, I'm edition. looking at a picture from 2019, July is it 2019. A bit no, it looks the same. Yeah. I, th- I think everything's the same. It, this is the second edition. Um, Actually, of the I game. don't know. Are those logistics trucks on there blue? Or a blue outline. I don't. I'm not saying that everything is. It might not be exactly. No, no, no. I don't think it's exactly the same. I don't know. Who cares? It looks. We're really just close. speculating. But yeah. it's, it's it's close. I don't think though this game has really been has not been widely available till now. I could be wrong, but let's talk about that. Um, now it is. So let's talk about the base game, but let's also talk about this, which we do know is a brand new update, 2020 baby. What do you think about yeah the board? The board is slightly different. I'm seeing some of the like the graphics are a little bit different. A little bit different. Overall, it looks the same. So, what do you think about the gameplay? I think the gameplay is interesting and unique. So that first phase that you're talking about, where you have your tablets and you are configuring them in a way where you're going to figure out what you can do, like what kind of resources you're going to get for the Mm -hmm. round, I think is really really interesting. And then on top of that, I totally agree. What what what's the yellow space called? Where you're improving, you're making your improvements, development or something. I think it's, I don't know. I think you're right. I think it is improvement. So the improvement, you are adding more of those, but you're not necessarily adding more spaces. So you have to make really tough decisions. If I want to cover up these spots or if I'm going to keep this for the goods. An improvement basically gives you a small piece that you put onto your pad that covers up two spaces. Now, your pads do have some blank spaces to start the game off with. But as the game progresses and you get more of those developments or um, whatever, improvements, then you're, 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 you're definitely, no matter what, probably covering up something. So you are making those tough decisions. Right. Yeah. Now, and then it's also cool, I'll say before you go, I don't want to forget is the only reason why. When you, however many spots you cover up with one pad over the other one, you get that many goods. Isn't that a clever little mechanic? Yeah. And you have to have the goods to sell. Now, there are other goods icons, but you're like, oh, man, if I cover up three spots here, then I can get three goods instead of just the one spot or two. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's interesting. What were you going to say? Sorry. Well, I was going to say, with the different technologies at the bottom, that changes all of the rules for that, too, which, you know, you're talking about the goods is a good example of that. Yeah. You can potentially produce a lot of goods in games where you have technologies that will really help you with that or mm-hmm. goods that you can carry over to the next round. And so you might think, I don't need as many good upgrades this time. Like yeah. I don't I need I don't need to get those. I need to actually raise up the price or you know, raise something else up. It's really interesting. The other mm-hmm. one is the first game I played of this, one of the technologies that you got, it was the most expensive one, allowed you to place 
your upgrades off, off of the, the board. board. Like you had to have one square on the board, but the other one could be off the board, which means you could produce a lot more goods or, you know, any of those different icons on there because you have a lot more spaces to do that with, which is really interesting, but it's expensive to do that. Yeah. So I didn't, I don't really think Dean that anybody besides you maybe in that game, uh, it was a three player game really understood the power of having all those actions. You know, you were sneaky about it. Sneaky Pete. Sneaky Dean. Sneaky Dean. Sneaky Dean. Yeah, I was. It definitely, um, I was not winning that game throughout. It did just kind of squeak out the win at the very end, but so much of it had to do with the fact that I got that one technology. And, you know, it's interesting because at first I thought, I thought maybe this is overpowered, but everyone has a chance to get it. So it's not, I don't think it's overpowered. The first one to get there gets a bonus of in that spot specifically it's 12 points which is that's a big deal that's a, a lot of points yeah that's a huge deal yeah that's a big deal because I, you're taking the patent but i don't think it's overpowered necessarily because there's other good spots on the board that i'm missing out yeah. and in that case i have to spend a lot of my technology points which i do think is very important i think technology in this game is really Hugely really important, important. But you have to spend a lot of technology to get those really good ones, which means you're missing out on other things like that you logistics can be doing. and moving it on the board and all that stuff. Correct. Yeah, I, I think that the technology is maybe one of my favorite parts of this game. Is I told Dean like this game is definitely one of those games where when you place really matters. Like you have to make the right moves at the right time. You know. And so it's when to get those technologies, when to grab those 12 points, when to pass on those 12 points, because I want a couple other things. Uh, maybe there's some retailers out on the board, and so may, which a you know, retailer is basically a place you can't sell, but you score big points at the end. So is it worth it to miss on those 12, but go ahead and grab this retailer for more 12, right? And then if I do that, then I can also get this other technology, right? And I could get that technology that gives me six points. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of like, when's the optimal time to do X, Y, or Z. And this is what I feel like I play the game and I'm making these optimal moves. And then it comes to the last round and I choke like the Cleveland Browns. Oh, thanks for saying that. And not, no, I I was, I grew up Cleveland Browns fan until the Titans came to Tennessee. And then I switched my loyalty though. I still still keep up with the Browns. And that's when I start crying in the corner even more. Anyway. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I like those technologies. Yes, I do too a lot. Now, to give you an idea, John was mentioning points. We're throwing out how many points you get. The last game we played, two something. 280, you know, is, yeah. is encroaching 300 points that we're getting in a game. And so if you miss out on a few points, it's not a big deal. But most of the points that you get, at least in the games that I've played, tend to come from selling a bunch of goods at a higher price if you can or selling a bunch of goods at a lower price but selling more goods than the other players are if they're selling at a higher and price and getting to go for so here's the thing and and the player order which yeah. is huge so this is this is another really intriguing part about this game and i've heard many people say they feel like player order is overpower in this game the player order lost me the game last game it did in the last round but that's my own fault. Like, this is kind of a poker game in a, in a sense, right? Especially if you're playing in the last game, we specifically played a two player just to try the two player version with this new 1.1 update. We'll talk about the update here in just a minute. Yeah. But at the end of the game, I mean, throughout the game, whoever sets their price lowest is going to get to go first on everything, including when you sell your goods. And there's only a certain amount of spots on each of these places to be able to sell goods. And so that is hugely important. So, you, but you're also selling them cheaper, right? Which is big deal. So, like if I sell them for five, but Dean goes all the way up to eight bucks, you know, he's getting three bucks more, you know, per good. And so, if he doesn't sell one or two, who cares? He's still going to make more money than me. So that might be worth it, but maybe it's not worth it. In the very last game, I didn't really understand with this new update. The board got really tight because of a retailer that came out, and I hosed myself actually. We won't go into those details, I guess, but I hosed myself, and there were not many spots. I had nine goods, which wasn't even a ridiculous amount, but Dean got to go first. I had, what, a 10 to 15-point lead, something like that? Dean got to go first and really took up all the spots, and I only got to place four goods, I think, that last round and got crushed because of it because you placed seven goods, at seven dollars. At seven dollars, and I placed four goods at eight dollars, and it—I mean, crushes might not be the right word, but I got handily 
I got beat. It wasn't that close. And, and then I, I had a lot of the more expensive and, patents and too. He did. And then you also get area control in this game. So whoever sells the most, as I mentioned earlier, to a certain region gets those. And you got almost all the area control that last round. I got one, I think. Yeah. And so like that helped boost you another 10 points extra more than I did probably or something like that. So yeah. you really, but that's a, and so you say, well, if that can happen, that means the game is, some people have said the game's broken because it's not fair if Dean does that. It's a poker game. Literally, yeah, the last yeah, match, uh-huh. we're sitting going, okay, how many points, how many, how much dollars is Dean going to go for? What should I go for? I could go down, I had the power on my pad to go down to three bucks. I could have done it and taken all those spots. But Which has given you points and also taken money away from me. Yes. Although, in that last game, I still had several territories. I had, I had... Um, control, at least not one. I had a, I a thing in every thing territory again. except one. I think. Yeah, and you had one I couldn't go to. Right. At all. Yeah. Cause sometimes you can't completely block somebody out of a territory, based on technology. Yeah, based on technology or the retailers. That's not super common. That could be a frustrating thing potentially. Yeah, but you'd have to. You let me do that. I will say that yeah. you you totally let me I did. do that. Um, I knew it was potentially going to happen. I said just let them do it. Yeah. So you have to be aware of everything that's going on. Okay, John. Let me ask you this. Is that a negative for you? You mentioned it's a poker game. Often this game seems to really come down to that last round. That last round is really important. Even if you have a lead, you had the the lead the entire game this last game we played. Every Mm -hmm. point of the game you had the lead. Is that correct? I think think one round you had the lead. Maybe the first one, but it was like by two or something like that. I think when we started the second round, you had a little bit of a lead. In reality, you don't really want the lead in that first round anyway. You know, at the end of the first round. That's part of it. And I'll say this building up to what Dean's saying. If you all do the same amount, seven bucks a piece, which can easily happen in this game, whoever had less points actually gets to go first. So the poker match does, the previous round does lead into that poker match. And there is a slight advantage to whoever is behind. So go ahead and say what you were going to say. That's right. There is. Yes, slight. Because you can also, you know, the way you set up your board really changes that. Um, And you have to be aware of all of that. But is that a negative for you? A slight that's okay. right. So this game is, in generally, I've played this multiple <laughs> times. It's pretty tight. And you've been burned on it a few times, too. I have. I, it's And it's pretty tight. So you can play the game pretty optimally and then miss that very last poker. Like, going for, okay, I went down to four, but Dean went down to three and got me. Or I went down to four to try to get it, but Dean shot all the way up to eight. So the first time I played with Dean, that's what happened. I went low so I could take up all the spots. But I went solo. Huh. Han solo. <laughs> I went solo oh that I lost the game because of that. Because Dean got to sell. And I didn't get to take up as many spots as I really wanted to, honestly. So, yeah, so that was partially that was, my part fault. Part of that was the setup throughout the game. Like you established. I didn't have as many goods, is what the problem is, as I could have. All right. But. And so, and then the second game, I decided to really skyrocket, thinking, all right, let Dean have some spots, but not realizing that I had done something stupid and really tightened the board up. I got a retailer out on the board because of a technology, and I didn't realize, wow, I'm really not going to be able to get some of those spots. Now, if I would have gotten another one of the technologies earlier in the game, because you have to sell, I don't want to, we can't tell every detail of this game, but you sell based on your price. Or based on if you have a technology for a spot. And mm-hmm. there was a spot that I could have placed, I think, three or four more cubes out. Right, Dean? Goods, smartphones, if I would have had that technology, but I didn't. Yeah. So that hurt me not having that technology. But yeah, I think that's a slight knock that you can play the game pretty exceptionally well and then just miss that last poker phase and lose the game in it. Yeah, you just have to be... Every every round is so important in this game. If you don't yeah. set yourself up well for that last round, you can really you can really put yourself in a terrible position. Yeah, which I have. With a tighter board especially, which okay, I will say this. I've only played with the expansion on this. I've not played the full player count of this. I've only played this at 2 and 3 player. For me, I really like that. You know, I yeah. I like that. I like the 3 player better than 2. I think I would like the 5 better than four and two as well. I think if you're playing the full player count on on the smaller board and full player count on the bigger board, that would be my guess. Yeah, so let us let me talk about quickly about the base game because some people on this podcast, may, and we want to help you. That's what we want to do on this podcast. We want to entertain you and help you decide whether it's something for you. Base game, if you're only playing two players, basically the, 
the game tightens up by putting retailers over certain regions where you cannot go sell there, but you can, like I said, whoever gets there first gets the most points, whoever gets there second gets the second most points, so forth and so on. And I felt the game and a bonus. was... You get a bonus, too. Yeah, That's, yeah, and a bonus, which can be pretty powerful. Which varies from whatever retailer it is. And some be. don't have bonuses, but some do. Yeah. Depending on how you, you, your game gets set up randomly or whatever. But what's interesting is... The game just doesn't feel very tight, even when you do the retailers in this game. I felt like I, I had my section of the board. My wife kind of had her section. Yes, we started to cross towards the end of the game. Maybe we could have done that more. I feel like the update is a patch to fix something that I wouldn't say is broken. It's just not very good. I don't think it's that great two players if you're going to play the base game by itself. Okay. With that being said... I think two players is a bla- is a really good game with the update. Surprisingly, like economic games are very difficult to do with two players. Would you agree with that? Yes. And it was it was fun. It was fun. Is it better with more players? Definitely. There's no doubt about it. But it was a very solid two player game. That is with update 1.1. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think if you're gonna play with that two three player count, you. You have to. I, I think you. I think a, you really need it. And it's not just that you're getting extra things in the box. You're getting more technology tiles. You're getting. Um, yeah, let's. Let's. I did want to mention those things. The so CEO, which can play out on the technology tiles. There's also a race element that I love in the update, where basically there's goals that you're going for, and whoever gets them gets their first gets twelve points, and you can get one per round. So it may be the first to control a region that's small, medium, and large. And if you get the first one, boom, twelve points. Right. That's a big deal, and so I love that. I love that update part because that really helps the game to add that little bit level of complexity that you're like, oh man, I really wouldn't, I need to race those because if Dean gets more of those, I'm hurting. So I've got to, I have to pay attention to that, which then might not let you do some other things that you want, but I like that pool Yeah. in the, in the think. And then like Dean mentioned the, the CEO, which doesn't have to come out, but there's two, I believe, technology tiles that involve a CEO, which means you put it in a region and you get some type of a bonus for having your CEO in that region. <laughs> which is kind of interesting because you have these little CEO miniatures but they don't come out every game. I think that's weird. It is weird. Like yeah. I got hype whenever I saw those miniatures. They're cool miniatures. They're yeah. great. And then I'm like, oh, you could just, I guess you could make sure at least one of them comes out. But then it's, I think there's literally two technologies. So I, to me, it's weird that they didn't come up with more ways to use those. I would like update. to see another expansion for that very reason. Yeah. And, and to have more variability. Although there's a lot of variability in the in the first expansion with the base game. That's my compl- only complaint about the expansion is I wish they could have figured out more ways to use those. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. All right, let's get to our final thoughts. What do you think? Okay, so if we're just talking about the base game of Smartphone Inc., I think it's a solid game. It's nothing that I am just clicking my heels together, running out to go purchase You know, right now, unless I get a chance to play it at a higher player count regularly. And then if I do, I think it's a solid Euro economic game. It doesn't do anything crazy good. Um, it The action selection mechanics really nice. I'm not sure how I feel about the very end of the game, but it's a really solid game. I would probably give, it's a solid, not really solid. Let me retract the same. It's a solid game. I'd probably give base game smartphone ink around a seven ish. I'm not sure. Something about us, something around there. Mostly because I don't play at games at that higher player count. Especially these days. <laughs> these days, yeah. Um, which means that would mean I'm usually willing to play it, but nothing that I'm going to always suggest. I'm, that's a tough one, though, Dean, because if you have the higher player count, I would suggest it. But I think when you add the update, not only do you add the tighter board so you can play with two or three players, but even when you have more players, I love the element of those goals that you can go for. Love that. I do like the CEO when the CEO comes into play. That does add another layer to it. I think Smartphone Inc. with the update, with the with the patch for the game, is is a very good game. I've heard some mixed reviews about this. I've heard some like, I mean, it's a Dice Tower Seal of Excellence. Then I've also heard some people say it's just not, it's just an okay game. It's a, it's better than I expected. I was expecting to be disappointed. Um, but the ones that said that did not play with the patch with update 1.1 or hadn't yet. This is an 8 out of 10 for me if you add Smartphone Inc. with the update. That's a big leap. That's a big leap from a, a 7 to 7.5 to an 8. I love the update. It's really good. And we'll talk about it, but it's not a very expensive update either. Okay. Now, I don't have experience with the base game. <laughs> That's okay, though. Um, yeah. I, I think I would probably feel the same way. Um 
Now, I really have enjoyed my plays of this. I, I It's unique. I think this is a very unique, like the way that you select what you're going to be doing for that round is unique. The poker aspect, I think, is really cool. I like that aspect. Can be frustrating, yeah. especially in that final round, especially if you've had the lead the whole game and then you can lose it. You are making all your decisions behind a screen. We didn't mention that. So, so, right, so you're, right. you're trying to get in Dean's head. You don't get to see what he's maybe doing. You have to just go one, two, three, reveal. Yeah, yeah. But I've really enjoyed my plays of, the, uh, plays of this. Now, I'm going to give this one an eight and a half. It's, it's yeah, one of my wow. favorite ones that I've played of the year, even though it's not a 2020 release necessarily. Um Here's the thing. This one kind of flirts with a nine for me a little bit, but the issues that I have with it are as follows. I think, <laughs> I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest knock for this is I do think it's situational. I really enjoyed my two player game of this, but you have to have the expansion for it. Yeah. I would much really rather play three players than two players of this. Sure. And so I think the two player game of this is probably more at an eight and a half or, or, you know, even three or, or I'm sorry, two and four. And I think the three is better, mm-hmm. much better for me because you don't have the retailers. The retailers are fine, but I prefer being able to sell and that area control becomes more interesting at that mm-hmm. point, I think. So I give, I would, you know, if every game played without those retailers and it could still remain tight, I would probably be more around nine. But as it were, I just, I, as it is, I think this is a really, really fun game. I was, I was you really love surprised this by this. Yeah. I, it's really solid. It's fantastic. I would much rather play at three than two and probably five than four. Yeah. I, if I had to guess, but that's speculation. Cause I don't fully know. I just really like it. Technologies change it up quite a bit the you know your starting um tile even changes it up quite a bit like yeah. uh, there's so many things that change the variability in this game i think i'm gonna enjoy this one for a while so this is what i would say um the base game if you were on boardgameprices.com so i will say m- several places you can get it for less than 45 dollars. so 42 41 or whatever here's the intriguing thing the expansion and this expansion includes a recessed board Includes many figures. The expansion is $20. Are you serious? Here's why, I think. They, the game is kind of broken. I'm not, you understand what I'm saying? Like, there are some... The game is not broken. I told, This is the second time in the episode I'm retracting a statement I said. <laughs> there are some flaws to the game. I'm thinking that they have priced this so low so that people can right off the rip go, I'm buying both of these things because it needs it. Now, I think you, it does. If you know that you're going to play this at a higher player count, do you pick up the expansion just for yes. those? Still, I don't play this game without the expansion. It's okay. not that's not without because you've got the goals, you have the CEOs. I like those, man. I think the goals really add a lot to the game. I like games where there's a race element to to those things. So, yeah, yep. For, so it would mean, still be worth it. Okay, I do. I think that if I'm even if I'm constantly, yeah, I do think it would be worth it. Yeah, there is no question if you're playing this at a two or three player game. You have to, you, it's, it's almost necessary. It really is. I, I do think it is. So let me ask Again, you. Again, this is from zero experience, but just based on our conversation. So let me ask you this then. If you add these two numbers together, is it worth it at a 62 to $63 price tag to own 65 or under to own both of these? When you're looking at the components of this one, yes. Yeah, I think so. You know, I'm I one that so. would normally say, I think it's close for me. It's very close for me. And I and that's a that's a pretty high price tag of a game. It's this is a really solid game. I personally probably no, I wouldn't recommend it without the expansion, but with the expansion, I definitely recommend it. I'm thinking, okay, Brass Birmingham is the one that keeps coming to mind that's a yeah. pricier game. And it, like I'm not co- talking about the Iron Clays, I'm just talking about the base game, which is probably around that same amount, right? The base game's like 50 bucks, but it doesn't that's the one without Iron Clays. Okay. All right. So that's not quite as much. So I do think that the components of this one are... They're solid. They're better than that. Oh, yeah. They're way better. They're yeah. di- well, one. okay. I don't want to say way better because Brass Birmingham components are really, really good. Well, without Iron Clays, they're basically cardboard pieces. Yeah, but they're really well done and the art's amazing and, all and all of it. And yeah. stuff. Here, like, they're, they're cubes, but there's also, like... Uh, offices, cubes, office space, nice too. office markers or whatever that look like that. You have yeah. little bars that look like you're building something when you're placing. So they really did a great job with the art and components of this yep. game. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So anyway, that's an eight and a half for me. That is an eight from John. So yep. high praises for us on this game. 
tell people how they can get in touch with us. All right, if you're enjoying our podcast, we'd love for you to, or if you're not, uh, as Dean says, we'd love for you to do a review of the podcast on old iTunes or whatever. Go to MeepleTownGames.com to check out everything. We have a YouTube channel. Just search MeepleTown. We're at MeepleTown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to MeepleTown. So do you think that you would play an app version of this game of of smartphone? Uh I don't why are you asking this? I'm just I'm interested to know like would I play an app? I I guess why cuz I would boot the app thing. Would it feel weird to play an app version of the smartphone? Playing smartphone on your smartphone. Huh. That's like hmm. Would an animal eat its own the meat? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, it, would it? Would an animal eat meat from an animal that had been killed of the same type if you cooked it up and served it to that animal? That is, that is a real question. Oh, sweet cheese and crackers. <laughs> <laughs>